Greetings, ladies and gents, and welcome to this daily science fiction extravaganza, commonly known as Tales, Tales from Outer from space. Out, space. Out, space. Taken from the subreddit HFY, all the relevant links will be down below. And, as always, I hope that you enjoy. And if you do, please consider supporting the channel. On to the science fiction. Story number one, Smoke and Alcohol. Written by Cole Wallace. Have you been made aware of the disease influenza? I may have read an entry from this central database, the common cold, correct? Prime Overseer, that is a common ailment that comes in many millions of varieties. Biologic. 42. Flip the screen, manipulating the air with the digi-sensor tendrils. Here, this shows the virus. It constantly changes, evolving and altering itself as it transfers from human to human. The Overseer's face plate flickered with electronic interest. Fascinating, complex life at a cellular level. Tell me. Of this flu, then, Iologic sent data in a packet to Overseer, thousands of gigs of data as it spoke. This is an extremely virulent, contagious disease that, uh, once upon a time, would have killed many humans. Goodness, Prime pulsed, scanning the data packet. Was this ever weaponized? I recall data links expressing how humans would attempt to wipe out entire genetic lineages using such techniques. Biologic space plate flashed static relief. No, thank my circuits. It seems the humans never bothered, having realized that there were more, um, efficient methods of death. Lead, split atoms, you know. I do. Observe. Biologic brought up another stream of data, and the two of them digested the rapidly scrolling lines of ones and zeros. Humans recover from this. They have a vaccine, a firewall of sorts. Hmm... The overseer's faceplate was steady black as he computed. A biological firewall. What else can you tell me? Are they as hardy as in all these ailments? Not all. Biologic brought up an entry marked cancer. There is no firewall for this disease, even with a second technological merging. Here, though, it brought up another entry. Shows that the overseer interrupted a blast of static cutting biologic off. By the great spark, how did they survive that? I've known a drop trooper collect jugs killed with only a fraction of that damage. Biologic scanned the display's entry. Humans are fairly resilient. Limbs, amputation, disabilities. They come up with interesting ways to which prolong the lives of what would normally prove to be fatally wounded creatures. Hundreds of years ago, a man fell from a great height onto a metallic support structure, impaling his right abdominal cavity, piercing his respiratory system. The pole protruding from his right upper trunk and shoulder. He survived to be 70 years old, ancient by the primitive medical standards of his time. Here, a soldier, he dived onto an explosive device designed to destroy mechanical war machines. It merely destroyed the carry pack that he struck to his back. The report states that some of the spur atop his processor was singed off. He was back in combat the next sole day. The prime overseer was quiet, then in digested whisper, transmitted to Biologic's central auditory system. They are immune to damage. Negative. Human mortality rates remain much the same as they were. They are quite prone to accidents. 
Accidents? Biologic thought for a moment and a way to explain it. Spending so much time observing the living amongst the humans had taught him a lot that made very little sense to the uninitiated logically. An accident, yes, um, an event which a human has no intention of occurring, but which happens anyway. After times, these accidents lead to damage to property or lives, sometimes costing both. Do they not observe the extremes of probability and map the deterministic root of their actions? I uh, believe they try, Overseer, but uh, the test subject 105, human male, says, Biologic gave a short burst of uncomfortable feedback. Humans have a 90% chance of cocking it up. Those are ridiculous odds for space-sparing species. And what do they mean by cocking? It's an idiom, Overseer, a sort of reformulation of a longer statement meant to provide levity to a situation or events that may otherwise be time-consuming or uninteresting. Another the test subject mentioned was Murphy's Law. I thought I knew all the universal laws of physics and time. I thought much the same. The human male said it was simple. What can go wrong will go wrong. The overseer paused again, computing once more. The cold, the sprue, this disease are not the result of cocking up. No, overseer. Well, some possibilities occur due to their accidents. The test subject assured me that sometimes disease are literally spread by cocking about, without protection. Without firewalls? I believe so. It was something to do with population growth. The human expressed birth when I probed and told me to ask again when I was older. But your manufactured date was over 200 cycles ago, is it not? Indeed. So, the overseer brought up the authority tendrils up to a position and attempted to understanding. These organic humans can ignore illness, recover from incredible damage, and survive explosions. And worse, and worse, are they invincible? No, overseer, but they are, by all accounts, incredibly hard to kill. Observe. He indicated a video clip of a test subject sat at a long trestle table in his quarters. This test subject is currently having a break. I believe he is drinking high levels of ethyl alcohol, toxic to most organics, smoking something from the home called tobacco, which causes several incurable illnesses, and is, in his words, of cocking about. The overseer stayed quiet. After some time it spoke, I do believe it is best that we maintain our alliance with these creatures. Indeed, Overseer, I believe I have a way of maintaining good relationships with the humans. Indeed, trade deals, access to our advanced technological and logic servers. No, Overseer, then what? Biologic gave an embarrassed digital cough. Free access to our information networks, which we should link to their existing system-wide internet, and to open cheap taverns for the consumption of ethyl alcohols. These establishments would have pre-designated time slots for rapid consumption of these, uh, drinks. What would we name this? Carl, the test subject, suggested we call them a happy hour, and informed me that human females should drink free on the sole weekday of Thursday, ladies' night. Biologic waited for the prime computer this. Finally, it resigned mechanical squeaker confusion. Make it so, Biologic. If it keeps them happy, we must try and accommodate anything more for me. I'll send the full report over shortly, but I believe the newly formed Anthropic Culture units have information for you to assimilate. 
Any idea what it pertains? I am unsure, Bobasir, but I believe it concerns the human concept of religion. Oh, they warned me that it may take some time. Perhaps you should have a rejuvenation treatment first. Your power unit may not be able to consume the data in one go. The overseer flashed a worried stream of numbers. I do believe that is a good idea. I find humans quite often drain my logical processes drastically. Indeed, Prime, though they are fascinating. If by fascinating you mean physically draining and destroying my processing units, then I must agree. Truly fascinating. Sarcasm, Prime. A very human sentiment. Congratulations. The overseer did not stop as it left the room. Oh, shut up. End of story. Story number two. No telepathy. Written by Amphicolius. The following is a transcript of the speech by Dr. Menson given at the 27th Intergalactic Conference of Anthropology. It is made available under the Federation Law Number 2543, which mandates all Psi recordings be accompanied by a non-Psi readable version. Units of measurements are automatically adapted according to your selected cultural sphere. Please report errors and other feedback to Sagittarius A. Orbital University. Begin transcript. Gathered delegates, thank you for your presence. As some of you may know, I have recently returned from a five-year trip to Earth. Murmuring in the audience. Gathered delegates, silence. Silence, please. I know many of you think badly of the humans. I know they are generally being dismissed as stupid, violent, cruel, and, dare I say, evil. However, I assure you my trip there was not ordeal that you imagine it to have been. This is, in fact, brings me to the main finding of my trip. I imagine most of you will not believe this, or even want to believe this. I myself refuse to even consider it for a long time. Therefore, I want to ask you all to please keep in mind what I am about to present to you is not some vague hypothesis, hearsay, or the result of excessive consumption of certain substances. Laughter from the audience. It is the result of careful scientific study over many years by experienced researchers, myself included. Humans do not have telepathy. Gasps from the audience, murmuring from the audience. Delegates, please. I know these results are hard to believe. Until now, telepathy has been believed to be a necessary component for higher intelligence. We were all taught in school that without telepathy, the sheer amount of communication necessary to form a society can simply not be sustained. This is a falsehood. Humanity demonstrates it. Human society, or societies, I should say, are held together by the same amount of communication as are those of all species which are represented in this room. However, they do not use telepathy for any of it. They use broad range of channels, olfactory, auditory, tactile, and even visual. Practically every action a human takes, even involuntary ones, can in some way be explained as what our team has come to refer to as a ritual. A ritual is a mutual act involving at least two humans, often, though not always, involving a specific object. The purpose of this act is to serve as a carrier for pocket of social information. I will give you an example. 
It has long been observed that when first encountering each other, humans will perform a mutual gripping of the hands. This um, handshake is, in fact, a ritual. They communicates that both performers are on relatively equal social standing, and that there exists no open animosity between them. Rituals can carry information on a wide variety of topics, from social status to the performer's current emotional state. They explain much of humans' previously not understood behavior. The mutual gripping of hands, as I've already mentioned, then seemingly implicates choice of clothing, their ship design, all of it can be explained by rituals. Dr. Menson pauses for a moment, turning a page of his notes, taking a sip of water. However, gathered delegates, an exciting discovery there may be, but the rituals are not what I wish to present to you today. Those of you interested in their mechanism may consult our paper in the Sagittarian. My assistants, Mr. Jensen and Mr. from Valkyries, will hand our copies after my speech. What I want you to consider, gathered delegates, are the consequences this lack of telepathy has on the humans themselves, and how we should alter our image of them. Humans do not have a unified emotional landscape. Rituals are a great way to keep the society functioning, but they are incapable of transferring the same amount of emotional information as telepathy. A human cannot simply connect to another human and transfer all his current thoughts, feelings, anxieties, fears, uncertainties, as we can. Instead, an individual experiencing severe depression cannot do anything but communicate that they are feeling bad, and a happy person can do nothing to comfort them but stay near them and express sympathy. They cannot simply link minds like us, like the happy human cannot truly experience the pain of the sad one. The sad human cannot truly feel the joy of the happy one. In that moment, pain is all they can feel. Happiness is but a memory. Like the taste of something one is not currently eating. What all this means is that humans are incredibly lonely. They spend their entire lives under what our judicial system would consider solitary confinement. Because, despite the great amount of social contact many of them have... Each one of them must go through life knowing that no one will ever understand them as well as they do themselves. Current opinion holds that humans are antisocial creatures. Viewed in the light of this, however, they are incredibly empathic. When one of us passes a beggar, we feel the beggar's hunger, their shame, their aches, then their joints. We cannot help but help them. We do so almost selfishly to make those feelings go away for ourselves as well. For a human, this experience is fundamentally different. Unless they themselves were in the past, they cannot even imagine the experience of being a beggar. The fact that humans, as we have observed many, many times, do help each other is absolutely incredible. It is akin to feeling empathy for a rock, simply because the position it is laying in looks uncomfortable. It is true that humans wage war, but only as a last result. In fact, they vilify it. Even in their stories, they cannot bring themselves to use war without first carefully building up an opponent as unchangeably evil. Think about this, gathered delegates. They cannot even engage in guilt-free frictional war. All this without sensing the telepathic waves of their victim's pain propagate through space, often without seeing or hearing them at all. 
faced with only the knowledge and the advantages it'll bring them and a far-removed intellectual knowledge that this is bad, they choose against war. Would any of you do the same were the psi organs removed? This bears repeating, gathered delegates. Our current image of humanity is not only fraud, it is fundamentally wrong. Rather than a bloodthirsty savages, they are deeply lonely creatures, desperately clinging to each other for scraps of empathy and trying their hardest to be good. We should not scorn the humans, dismiss them, or think of them as lesser. They do not deserve that. They deserve our compassion. End of transcript. End of story. And that, my friends, concludes this dose of science fiction fun. I hope that you enjoyed. And if you did, please don't forget to support the author from the link down below. But if you want to support this channel, there are links as well down below for you to help with. But the easiest way would be to share this video. And if you are so inclined, subscribe as well. I will see you all in the next episode, and I hope that you all have a fantastic time until then. Cheers.